0: chance to feel like heroes too, forever we'll win and if we should lose, we know someday we'll go out the way, yeah, someday we'll go all Welcome to Holy Cow, a Cubs podcast. I'm your host, Sean Holland. Our guest this episode is Stacy Heaton from Cubs DNA, who we've had on the show several times, and we just talk about the Cubs' relatively slow offseason so far when we're getting very close to spring training, but there have been a few signings that have really helped things, and of course we talk about the big uh, question mark, which is Cody Bellinger, will he be back on the Cubs or not, and we think he probably will be, but it hasn't happened yet, so we are kind of in a holding pattern. Anyway, this is a pretty good conversation, and we'll get to Stacy right now. Okay, Stacy, welcome back to Holy Cow. And uh, I haven't done one of these in a while, so I thought it was about time, and I'm glad to have you on.
1: Well, thank you for having me on. Don't I feel special to be your guest?
0: Yes, Okay. So I guess we'll jump right into it when um I, I last podcast I did was talking about Craig Council coming to the Cubs. And I was thinking it was gonna be the start of a big year in the offseason for the Cubs, a bunch of moves like that. They were jumping right in with Craig Council. And well, that hasn't happened yet, I will add yet, because there's still a bunch of people that are unsigned, but they got you know Shoda in manga. In, See, I know I'm going to mess that name up, but <laughs> so, I will say that. Added a good reliever, Hector Neris. Those are two moves, but it's been kind of slow, and it's really developed into this, I think I'll call it a staring contest between Jed Hoyer and Scott Boris over Cody Bellinger. But I thought I'd ask you, what do you think about this, so far, pretty slow offseason?
1: Well, <clears throat> honestly... <sighs> I know people are going to probably just be on this, but I don't think the Cubs quite had as much to do as m- maybe the, the people, maybe everyone sort of painted them as, as needing to do at the beginning of this winter. They got their starter. So they brought in Shoda. And when you're thinking about Shoda, you're you're talking about bringing in a guy who had a, a, 266 ERA last year in Japan, yes. um, which is nothing to sneeze at. He pitched 159 innings and he had a, a whip of around 101.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's pretty good. You know, Um, yeah, his home runs per nine, he, you know, he gave up a, a home run per every nine innings. And I'm sure that they're already figuring out a way to to deal with that. Little issue, but um get him working with Tommy Haasby, and I'm sure things will be fine. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot, a lot of folks are kind of overlooking the Michael Bush trade too. I think the kind of consensus was they needed a starter, some relievers, and probably two bats. And I think Bush gives you one of those bats, right?
0: He was good in AAA for sure. Yeah, he struggle, you know, in his first time up with the majors, but. He didn't get that long a look, so
1: it was really limited. It's it's sort of I think how we think about Pete P Crow Armstrong at the moment. You know, he he just had a little sip of coffee, and that was basically it. And he he, he needs some more run. And you're I think the thinking is is that he's really going to get a chance to take off and. Being blocked when you're basically you're blocked by Freddie Freeman, <laughs> you're not going to get much opportunity yes. in Los Angeles. So I think there's I think he's going to be more of an impact maybe than he's kind of getting credit for. And then you also have Christopher Morel, who it, it's kind of seems like Craig Council is going to give him a little m- more playing time and a like a few more at bats than perhaps David Ross did. Yes. And he can be a real big impact bat. And I think a lot of people believe in that. I believe in that. I think if he gets every day at bats, we can really see a whole lot of dingers coming off that bat. So a lot of run production opportunity there. Yeah. And you don't know what you've got until you until you let the kid hit. So yeah. Um, I think that really they, in my opinion, and, and then he went out and got Hector Neris, which is a great, it, to, to me that's, that's a great compliment that's a huge help to to Adbert um, in those late innings you're not going to be leaning so heavily on him and, and Julian Merriweather and Mark Leiter now and mm-hmm. you've got that other really reliable high leverage arm now mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of playoff experience with a lot of high leverage, a lot of, you know, big situation experience. And you everything you hear about him out of Houston is that he's a clubhouse leader and he's, you know, really, a, you know, well-liked by his teammates and somebody who's really had a rally the, the gang. And so um, I think he's a really good addition to the bullpen. So mm-hmm. I think there's just that one big bat left, in my opinion.
0: And, and it's the sort of the belly fence you know. in the room, right? <laughs> yeah. Belly in the room. That's good. No, everyone um, seems to be thinking that he's going to come to the Cubs. He's going to come back. But yeah, it's one of those things. It's like the market for him has not developed outside of Chicago. But obviously, uh, Scott Boris is not going to give in for one of his clients until he exhausts every possibility. So we've just got the yeah, spring trainings in two weeks. It just. It feels like it's going to happen, but it's, like, stuck in the mud. And it's – I don't know. It's kind of frustrating, but
1: I don't know what – Yeah. Well, it's kind of – I think this is kind of a nightmare scenario for Scott Boris on this. And I feel bad for Cody Bellinger, to be honest, because um, I am – and I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I am completely pro the players getting paid. Mm -hmm. But the – I'm sure that the minute that the Padres made the deal with the Yankees for Juan Soto, um, you know, Scott Boris went into a little bit of a panic mode because I, you have to think that his big grand plan was to get the Yankees and the Cubs and the Blue Jays pitting themselves against each other for Cody Mm -hmm. Bellinger's services this winter. And that took the Yankees out. And then the Blue Jays, once the whole Otani thing played out, they went, and they re-signed Kevin Kiermeyer to
0: mm-hmm. play
1: center field. And now they've just signed Justin Turner a few days ago to to, mm-hmm. to DH for them. So their roster's looking pretty full.
0: Yeah, and the other possibility was the Giants, and they just seem to have completely backed off.
1: Well, and they signed Jung Hu Lee. That mm-hmm. was the other thing. Um to play center field. So their their outfield's looking pretty full too, and they're I think they're probably more likely to get Matt Chapman. I think they need more help in the infield and pitching. You know, so um, I still I still like them for Blake Snell too.
0: I mean, so don't think that you'd really think would be the Red Sox, and they're just bailing on the whole offseason. So I,
1: I know, and you would think they would want to spend and. Kind of get out of the basement but apparently not mm-hmm. <laughs> so and especially with you know the the Orioles and on the day that we're recording this the Orioles literally just traded for Corbin Burns from Milwaukee mm-hmm. so the Orioles are kind of pushing in now too mm-hmm. um which you know the, I guess the Red Sox are happily punting again
0: mm-hmm
1: which is kind of strange but
0: yep. and it's it kind of sounds like
1: Milwaukee might be sort As of planting right. even, even with the Reese Hoskins signing trading with Corbin Burns
0: that, Yeah, it's funny that you brought that up because that's what I was about to talk about that it really seems like the Brewers are I mean you can't say that they're going to like completely bail because they're the Brewers and they seem to be able to get the most out of what they have but getting rid of Burns that's like and Woodruff's out for the year, so it's I don't know what their pitching is going to be.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they already released Woodruff, and so he's not even on, on right. their roster.
0: That's yeah. right. They released him, so.
1: Yeah, and so, and with them trading Burns, and I mean, I thought that their, I thought the return they got was okay, you know. Uh, I thought they would do better for a Cy Young award-winning pitcher that it has pretty consistently been great over the last, you know, four or five years. So Yeah.
0: um to must me, I thought they got team the
1: team short team. end of the deal.
0: Yeah. It's insane. But it must've been the just They had one year left. That yeah. where they couldn't get as much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I still think they, I, I still thought they could do better, but I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a GM.
0: So. Neither <laughs> one of us are GM. So we don't.
1: That's right. Seems- if I was like if I if I had that kind of acumen, I'd be doing that job.
0: Yeah. So but yeah, the NL Central really feels like it's pretty wide open. I mean, you would think with the Cardinals, you'd think would kind of rebound. Cause that was they were expected to be better, but their pitching staff is still shaky. So but this division feels pretty open.
1: It does feel pretty open and you know the Cardinals starting rotation is you know, half of it's in the nursing home. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just—I'm not sure what they were thinking with uh, Sonny Gray's great, and you know, I think he'll be great for them. But then you've got Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn, Miles Michaelis. Um, I—I—I I, I giggle when I think about Miles Michaelis, and I forgot—I—I I don't even know who their number five. Is that Stephen Matz?
0: Maybe, it, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not a great group once you get past Sonny Gray. It, it, he doesn't have a whole lot of support there. Mm-hmm. So the I'm not sure. Was,
0: yeah, Lance Lynn was a disaster last year.
1: He oh. was throwing batting practice. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to do a whole lot of work there. And then with you know, with Arenado kind of slipping a little bit and not even being a finalist for a gold glove in 2023 which was kind of shocking first time ever in his career he didn't win it much less wasn't even a finalist and you know and there's,
0: a work to do. there's a scenario with the Cardinals too if they start out slower they might flip gold they up. might so yeah
1: yeah they might which is all the more reason why the I mean and you know don't get me wrong I think that there's another I think there's still another path where if the Cubs don't sign Cody Bellinger, that they could still set themselves up to win win the division. I mean, there's still a couple of bats out there that could get them to that spot in 2024. Mm Jamie Martinez is still out there. Mm -hmm. Jorge Soler is still out there. You know, um, those are two guys that could provide that.
0: You know I'm always going to say yes to Jorge Soler.
1: Right? Who's going to say no to Jorge? (laughs) And, you know, maybe plan B is you plug that hole for a year and then you push all your chips in next winter on Juan Soto. That wouldn't hurt my feelings.
0: Mm-hmm. Although I will say, I I don't know if I love the idea of, you know, hunting another year and going, because we've heard that a few times. And, then, and I'm not as like, some of the people out there are very anti-management, but even I would be like, how many times are we going to push back for another year?
1: Well, I don't even think that's punting, though. I think you, st- I think you could still win the division with that lineup. Well,
0: they probably could. Yeah. If, the way it looks on paper right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially if, especially if you really get the production out of Christopher Morrell, that we think
0: mm-hmm.
1: they can. Um,
0: the thing that you'd you'd want to do that, but you also don't want to put the pressure on Christopher Morrell. Right. Well, be...
1: just on Chris though, because we've seen that yeah. we've seen that flash from Seiya. Mm -hmm. you know, and he had that great August, that great September. Um, And if, you know, and I know there's, there's always ifs in baseball though, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: And and I personally, I adore, say, Suzuki. And I think that that's much closer to the hitter that he is than the guy we saw struggle in, yeah. yeah, like May. So if that can anchor your lineup and you get that, just that one more, that to add some thump in the middle, mm-hmm. you can you can still win the division this year yeah. and then add that monster piece next winter. Would yeah. I prefer they just sign Cody Bellinger and get it over with? Absolutely. not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things like you, know, you're like you want as many options as like as many lanes as possible. Like you know if you get Bellinger then you get a Bellinger and rail and Bush and Suzuki and then you just need one of them to go off.
1: Right. And then you can start to see if the, you know, the guys you got on the farm are going to start working out too, because eventually you're going to want to put Pete Crow Armstrong in center field because he's got nothing else to accomplish in AAA. And so then you can flip Bellinger to first base and you can flip Bush to DH and then you can just move Chris around the field and have him, you know, sub in for other guys and give guys rest days and whatever. But, you know, um, I think that it gives you a lot more flexibility too, since Bellinger can play all over and he can play the corner outfield spots too. So, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's the definitely the most attractive mm-hmm. to me way for them to go. Yes. And, it, you know, I don't, obviously I don't have any inside information. I don't, you know, stalk his fiance's, uh, uh, Instagram, <laughs> like I think some people yeah, want. To somebody,
0: I saw that today. Someone put up <laughs> a thing like he followed somebody on Instagram that's got a house and like, like okay, you're trying too hard, people.
1: Right, I'm trying too hard to connect the dots, but it does it. It does feel like he wants to stay with the Cubs. I mean, obviously he likes working with Dustin Kelly. He worked with Dustin Kelly when they were both in the Dodgers organization. Uh, he got himself right with the Cubs. It's a good fit there. The team clearly loves him. Um, He's clearly a good teammate. It just, it seems like a good fit for everybody involved. I just think that this is all the timing and everything is just playing right into Jed Hoyer's hands. And I just see him sitting back in his office, like rubbing his hands together going, (laughs) because this is, sort of exactly how he wanted it to play out. So we'll see. We'll see how much longer it goes.
0: Yeah. That, that you know, that is true that, like, I wrote an article last year saying they should play um, Christopher Murillo at third base every day. So yeah, I'm definitely okay with that if they choose to go that way.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's how that winds up, too, is maybe he, you know, maybe they ultimately have him flipped over to third base too. And then you've got magical on the bench or, Mm -hmm. you know, for a late inning defensive replacement, since he's a little better defensively over there. And who thought we'd ever say that? Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, and I mean, Matt Chapman's still available too. And maybe you don't get as much with the bat if you sign Matt Chapman, but I tell you what, you'd never have a baseball leave the infield again. So there is that upside.
0: There's that um, whole debate that broke out. I, I'm i sure you saw it too about where they're comparing Chapman's numbers to Bellinger's numbers and they're saying, you know, Chapman's got a higher, like, do you hit the ball harder or whatever than Bellinger? and I'm just like, yeah, but if you watch Bellinger play, you'd understand that he was cutting back on a swing to get base hits and stuff.
1: To yeah. yeah. Play people weren't. Yeah,
0: yeah and I, I, agree with,
1: I agree with you on that. Um although it, it's interesting I was listening to an interview the other day on MLB network radio and I don't listen very often to that anymore because it's so skewed mm. towards ownership and towards like the Astros <laughs> like I think the Astros have paid off all, all the MLB people to do all this great publicity for them to rehab them from their cheating in 2017 but um, I was, they were interviewing Chris Bassett Mm-hmm. And they brought up Matt Chapman. And, you know, they they played together since they were both back on the A's where Chapman had his best offensive season. And he mentioned something I thought was interesting that he, he kind of alluded to Chapman having some sort of nagging injury or being banged up or something like that. So um, exactly. I thought was kind of curious.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, that's with Bellinger. It's assuming what happened at the end with the Dodgers. Yeah. Just, like injuries just wore him down.
1: Yeah. So I just, I wonder if there's something similar there going on with Chapman because he's in the past been a really, obviously, well, no, really good hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just, you know, something's just off there. So. It it seemed like Chris Bassett was alluding to maybe some sort of a nagging thing that was keeping him really from hitting up to his standard.
0: Of course, they could always just you know sign both of them.
1: They could, and I wouldn't hate that either. Mm -hmm. You know, tell Boris to give us a twofer special. Can (laughs) not get get the twofer special.
0: Yeah, maybe warm down, I guess. he broke them at the end of the, the, the offseason. Yeah, well, you're I, at it. Can you that.
1: Well, maybe. I mean, spring training's coming in a couple of weeks. So it just depends on how much, I guess, they want to hold out and how much they want to get in and get with their teammates and not mm-hmm. have a shortened spring training. So I just – I don't believe – and, again, I – I'm on the Cody Bellinger train, but I just don't believe he's going to get that $200,000 number that he's looking no. for.
0: I, I would, you know, yeah, two hundred billion dollars just seemed like it was kind of like a, with his injury history and stuff, you just, I didn't think it was going to happen.
1: Yeah. And there's also the matter of, and again, fully support payers getting played, but there's also the matter of Last season's winter and those enormous contracts that were given out or not given out, but earned by Xander Bogarts with the Padres and Trey Turner with the Phillies and Aaron Judge with the Yankees that are, they're getting paid through their age 40, 41 seasons. And then all three of them turned around and had really not great Mm -hmm. year. You know, judge was hurt half the year and, um, and, you know, they're all heading either in their thirties or heading into their thirties. And, you know, I just, I think this year teams have looked at that and said, you know, we kind of don't want to jump and appear desperate and, Sign those kinds of contracts and have those kinds of situations arise again based on one bounce back year or one or two great years. It has to be sort of the history of long, consistent success. I think that's what's plaguing Blake Snell, too, because he, yeah, he has two Cy Young Awards, but the rest of his seasons are, you know, his ERAs mm-hmm. mid three to high four. You know,
0: you <laughs> he has a difficult time, you know, getting making a ton of starts. he yeah. got years where it wasn't, you know, like only half the year pitching. So
1: yeah, there's that too. And he's just he's not consistent enough year to year. Um, but his two Cy Young award years are really outliers in the rest of his career. So I and, and I I adore Blake Snell too, and the vibes are off the chart, but
0: um so Yeah, that surprises me the most. I think it's Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, I thought somebody would snap him up right away, just because I didn't think he would be as as expensive.
1: Yeah, you know, I really feel like he that that there's that the two teams that were it seems like on his wish list are two teams that don't want to pay him right now, Mm -hmm. and one is Boston because from what I understand, his wife is studying to be, or she's a a resident doctor a resident physician in boston okay completing completing her you know her medical education mm-hmm. and then the other being him wanting to go back to the rangers and yeah. the rangers are having all that uh, difficulty with their rsn
0: mm-hmm. Which and that's another yeah, i think that's another big factor for why this offseason is moving so slowly cuz there are a bunch of teams that, you know, their local TV deals are just crumbling. Yeah. They're not going to spend any money.
1: Yeah. And they just don't know, you know, and the Rangers have been throwing money around like crazy the last three, four years. And now all of a sudden they've done nothing this offseason after winning the World Series. And you would think they'd want to bring back one of the guys that really got them through that World Series. but. um yeah they're that's just the uncertainty with their coverage is and their revenue from that is keeping them from making that offer,
0: but you know you really think about it that there's an opportunity here because the Cubs financial situation is pretty stable, yeah other teams and there's gonna be a lot of people that are still available. If they wanted to swoop in at the last minute, they could they could do pretty good.
1: They probably could. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's they're probably not the only team thinking that way, but yeah. I think they're the only team. They may be one of the few teams that is thinking that way that still has a, another significant move they need to make. I think the Giants probably are the other one. The Giants, I like I said before, I think they probably are looking at a pitcher and maybe an infielder. So they probably need a couple of guys. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just think that teams are this year really content to wait things out Mm -hmm. that want to spend because they know that maybe the market's a little smaller Mm -hmm. than it was last season.
0: Yeah, but we just have this uncertainty right now with the Cubs where they're either going to try to go with what they've got now or they're going to – it feels like they're going to go with what they got now or then just break out and do a couple big things. Yeah. Can I, which one to, which it be?
1: I would that? be really shocked if they go with what they have now. I would be really shocked if they don't do something that they don't yeah. get another, you know, middle of the order bat. I'd be shocked.
0: I would be too, but it's one of those things yeah. until it happens, you never know.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I I just I know there's a lot of you know doom and gloom and
0: mm-hmm.
1: stuff going on right now, but I personally I don't think they do the Naris deal. If yeah. they're not going, if they're not trying to hit the playoffs, if they're if not you, trying to make
0: it, why if you make a significant investment in your bullpen? Something yeah. that you don't usually do, right? You're trying for to go for something.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, so I, it would, it would honestly shock me if they don't mm-hmm. make that one more big move um, to fortify their their lineup in the middle of the order. So I expect it to come. It's mm-hmm. just. The when. <laughs> when is it going to come?
0: They're testing our patience.
1: I think so. I really do.
0: Now, I guess if it gets to be where the Scott Boris spring training camp opens, then I might get a little nervous.
1: You know, yeah. Um, I'm wondering when we're going to start hearing that, too, because <laughs> it's because spring training is coming. You know, we're seeing the trucks. There, there was a picture of the truck, the mm-hmm. the Cubs truck. Today, So we're starting to see the trucks getting loaded and mm-hmm. <laughs> spring training <laughs> gearing up. So, yeah, the Scott Bores spring training may come.
0: Yep. So I guess I'll ask you one more thing since obviously I haven't talked to you since on the podcast. I haven't talked to you since everything went down with the Oakland A's mm-hmm. in the Las Vegas at some point. But Obviously, uh, people don't know you live in the Oakland area, Sacramento, but yep. fine. And then you go to a lot of A's games and stuff. So if thought would ask you, I mean, we knew this was coming, but it still sucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, once the A's are gone, all of Oakland's teams will be, you know, Oakland will no longer have a, a major sports team. Uh, where once it had three, so there's that. Um, it's just it's still the same I, I mean I, I still feel the same it's just it, it's there's a lot of blame to go around between John Fisher and the Oakland City Council mm-hmm. um, I think that no one really tried very hard to keep yeah. the A's in Oakland um, the City Council made some demands that really weren't designed to keep the team there. And, you know, Mr. Fisher was all too keen to say no and um, Mm -hmm. take his ball and go to Vegas. And so, um, yeah, I guess we'll have them for this year. And then I guess next season they're still trying to figure out where they're going to play because their ballpark's not going to be ready yet. So we could see them here in Sacramento playing playing at the Rivercats ballpark.
0: Well, I guess that would be a nice thing for you. You could go to more games.
1: It'd be easy, and in 2025, the Cubs will come in to play the A's, so that would make it easy for me to get to some Cubs games. That's right, and it's a really the River Cats ballpark's a really nice ballpark, so um, it wouldn't be a bad spot for them.
0: Well, the other big news, of course, is Oakland is getting a new team from the Pioneer League. Yeah, it means you get to see the Billings things play in Oakland if you wanted to go there. It, like, well, provided
1: they have a place to play. I mean, you know, Mr. Fisher wouldn't let them play and won't let them play in the Coliseum while the A's are still there. So
0: they're gonna have to find a place to play them, I guess. But that'll be it yeah. will be fun to watch the. I'll get to see them here in Montana, the Oakland Bees.
1: Yep, but at least and, and at least it'll give the people of Oakland a team to go root on, and I I hope they support them you know, um, it, it's just a shame that the A's with as much history as they have there yeah. are being moved out. So um, I guess they'll have to make the trek across the Bay Bridge to go see the Giants. Yep.
0: <laughs> well, I guess on that note, hopefully the Cubs will be making some moves soon and there's a couple more weeks of spring training, but yeah, I'm with you. I think they're in pretty good shape, especially if they make a couple more moves. with the division, like it is, you got to feel at least decent about the Cubs this year.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna happen. I think they're gonna do all right. I think that uh, I think they'll pleasantly surprise everyone. And
0: I guess I should, you know, you can plug your stuff, Cubs DNA, and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, but I'll pl- I'll give Cubs DNA a plug. So yeah, Cubs DNA is our our website, our blog, cubsdna.com. It's me and about, I don't know, five of my good friends that we just write about all sorts of different baseball stuff, mostly Cubs related, sometimes not. Uh, we have, we're on, we're on, oh, it's not Twitter anymore. It's X, X eater, I call it yeah. at CubsDNA We're on Instagram at CubsDNA We're on Facebook at Cubs DNA. Um, you know, we just like to have fun, keep things loose and light and we try not to get too doomy, so if you want to – we we call it pumping sunshine. If you want to have some sunshine pumped about the Cubs, you come see us, and we'll make you feel better about the state of the team. So that's what we do.
0: All right. And thank you, as always, for coming on.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Sean.
0: Stacy is on Twitter, at Stacy with an I, Peten. I am STH85. And, you know, feel free to leave a comment or rate and review my podcast. And we'll have another episode probably around the start of spring training. Hopefully to update with some additional Cubs signings. But we're getting into the season now and hopefully there'll be some good things to talk about this season. And as always, go Cubs!